Father, I want us to look at Matthew chapter number 7, verse 24 to 25. Matthew 7, verse number 24 to 25. I will indulge you if you can follow me as I read. He says that, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the wind blew and beat upon the house and it fell not for it was founded upon the rock and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sun. The rain descended, the flood came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. This morning I was to stand in the teaching anointing of our Father, and I want to speak also on the subject divine wisdom. Hallelujah. I believe a lot has been said and I'm not going to say anything different from what we know or what our father has taught us. But by the grace of God, I'm going to step in. In fact, I wasn't privy to the teachings of last week and then on Wednesday, but I'm trusting God by the grace of God to be able to step in and follow with continuity. Hallelujah. And I believe the grace of God will help me. How many of you want to pray for me right now? The Father, give him the grace to follow in. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus Christ. As our daddy said, by the grace of God, we have a church with pastor. And when we get a privilege to speak to the people of God, we don't normally preach like we do elsewhere, but we teach our people. I pray that the Lord would give us an instruction this morning. The Lord will teach us what to do this morning. In the name of Jesus, just close your eyes. Our Father and our God, we thank you and we bless your name for this great privilege and opportunity that you have given us to come before your presence. Spirit of God, I avail myself right now that you use me, O God, as a vessel of honor. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would give me utterance. Let your word come in power. Let your word minister to every soul. Father, it is my prayer that your people and my life will be changed. That when all is said and done, the glory will be given to you. Father, anoint every heart that hears. Anoint every ear that he listens. Anoint everyone to understand your word this morning. And we will be careful to give you back the glory. In Jesus' the blessed name, Spirit of the living God, move in your soul liberty touch everyone's heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seat in the presence of God. Thank you, my brother. That was awesome. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. So tell somebody wisdom is at work and may it find its place in your life. I believe that one of the principal things that every child of God needs is wisdom. It is principal because the word of God has said it so. In Proverbs 4, 7 says that wisdom is the principal thing. The word principal means the chiefest. <laughs> it means that the first of all. On top, something that you need before any other thing can as foundation. That is right, mommy. And he says that therefore get wisdom. Therefore, for every child of God, you need wisdom. In fact, wisdom is not that which is birthweight, but it is that which God gives. The covet you that require for things to begin in your life is wisdom. For anything to start 
or anything to begin in a man's life requires wisdom. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 19, it says that the Lord by wisdom had found the earth. The Lord by wisdom has found the earth. He found the earth. The Lord by wisdom. Everything begins by wisdom. Everything starts by wisdom. Everything is established. He says that the Lord by wisdom has found the earth. So the earth on which we stand was not not, it did not just come out of oblivion. It is not just that, but out of wisdom, God founded it. And if the earth was founded by wisdom, then anything that must survive on earth must also be found on wisdom. Hallelujah. Is anybody here with me? It is the mother of all outstanding works. It is the mother of all outstanding works. Show me a man with outstanding works and I'll show you that wisdom is at work. One of the reasons why I know that wisdom is at work in this place is the works that are showing forth. The things that we are seeing. Is somebody here with me? You don't need anybody to tell you that this is wisdom at work. It, 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 so, it becomes so clear for you to understand. It is the mother of all outstanding works. Proverbs chapter 24 verse number 3. He says that through wisdom is a house builded. Through wisdom is a house builded. Through wisdom. I mean, I've come to realize that wisdom and building good things or building well is synonymous. Can I come clear? Wisdom and building well is synonymous. In other words, they go hand in hand. In fact, if you really want to build your life, it is wisdom. You need wisdom. If you really want to build a good career, it is wisdom. If you really want to build a good marriage, it is wisdom. If you want to build a good ministry, it is what? Wisdom. Is somebody here with me? So when I say wisdom, I also mean that building well. So anything that men have built can also be an indication of wisdom at work. Things that they have built well. Because there are things that you can build and you are not building it well. Is somebody here with me? But I believe that by the spirit of God, we are understanding and we are receiving the grace for the wisdom that builds things well. And may that be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, may that be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Psalm 104, verse number 24 says that, O Lord, how manifold are thy works. In wisdom thou hast made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wisdom makes manifold works. Manifold, to some of us coming from Ghana, it is many in fold. That is how we interpret it. Many in heart. That is manifold. It means that whatever God is building with you through wisdom, it becomes many. Many. And it comes in folders. It comes in folders. It comes in folders. This morning, I see God giving somebody wisdom that is building things in folders. In folders. In other words, it comes through packages. It means that the works that God is going to route out of you will be in packages. Oh, is somebody here with me? And I see you getting that in Jesus' name. It is full of treasures which leads to pleasant life and a peaceful life. See a man or a woman whose life is pleasant and peaceful. Then you know that wisdom is at work. To be pleasant means to look good. To be pleasant means to have everything done. In fact, can somebody look at you and say you are such a pleasant person? Oh, come on. Can somebody look at you and say that no, 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 no. You, you, there's, there's an aura around you that, that, that makes me feel. Is somebody here with me? And that, that, that what is at work is that wisdom is at work. Because it makes you pleasant. You know, there are some people you don't even feel attracted to go to them. They are not pleasant at all. And, and, and sometimes it becomes so sad, especially in the house of God, that, 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 that you look at people and you are not attracted to them. All because, you know, nobody wants to be with an unpleasant person. Yeah. 
Is somebody here with me? And, and, and therefore, wisdom makes you pleasant and it makes your life peaceful. I'm not saying this. The word of God is saying that. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 17. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 17. Are you following me? I'm running too fast. All right. I want to catch up with the time. All right. Proverbs chapter 17, verse number... Uh, sorry, it's Proverbs 3, verse 17. Talking about wisdom, he said that her, her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. I don't know where you want to be in life. I don't know the kind of life you want to live. Maybe somewhere, somehow, people find it difficult in relating with you. Then it means that there is something wrong somewhere. Wisdom must be at work. Is somebody here with me? Maybe there is not there, there are no peace around you. You don't feel peace within and no peace without. It means that wisdom is lacking somewhere. And I pray this morning in the name of Jesus. And throughout this month, the wisdom of God will be your portion. I said the wisdom of God will be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. First striking, we understand from the word of God in James chapter number three. Verse number 13 to 17, God's word tells us about four different types of wisdom. And I know for Reverend, he will may have more, but I want to give you four, <laughs> praise God. Four types of wisdom that is available in James chapter number 3, verse 13 to 17, if you can read together. He says that who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Somebody tap into that. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. Push it. This wisdom does not descend from above. So now he's trying to tell us different kinds of wisdom. Now the one he's talked about, which many are used to, he said that this one is not from above. It, it means that you cannot relate with that because that is not what you are meant to relate with. But they say that this does not descend from above, but earthly. So, number one, we are seeing that one, 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 one kind of wisdom is an earthly wisdom. Another one he talked about, he says sensual. Sensual. Now, let me, let me explain it further. Earthly wisdom is what we call a fianza. I don't know how many people understand you here. You know, I mean, like the common sense. Tell somebody common sense. Amen. You know, many, even now on social media, there's a group called Common Sense Group. They, 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 they think they know. So they can use their understanding to interpret things the way they want. They don't understand anything about the spirit and the, how even the church operates. They think that everything we do here is something else. Because they don't have that understanding. They use their common sense in interpreting things. Even in the scripture. Is somebody here with me? And the Bible calls it earthly. Earthly. The next wisdom he talked about is sensual. And the sensual wisdom is basically an academic wisdom. The fact that you have gone to school doesn't mean you are wise. Is somebody here with me? The, yes, 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 yes. I mean, the fact that you have your qualifications here and there doesn't mean that you have wisdom. It is a kind of wisdom which is called sensual. Praise God. Another one he talked about is uh, demonic which also means devilish, praise God. And this is, a this is a kind of wisdom used by the powers of darkness. And we have many of such groups, occultic world, know that they have a kind of wisdom that they operate by. Is somebody here with me? But then the one that is the scriptures is talking about, that one that James is talking about, let's read further. Let's read that. You see that, please continue from verse number 16 for me. From verse 16, he says that for where there's envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there, push it further, but the wisdom that is from above is pure. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Then it is what? Peaceable, gentle, 
willing to yield full of mercy and good fruit without partiality and without hypocrisy. What a blessing. So we are talking about the fourth one which we call the heavenly wisdom. So when daddy is preaching and he's talking about wisdom, 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 he's not talking about earthly wisdom. He's not talking about a fiancé. Amen. Because this is the kind of wisdom that you were raised with. <laughs> that your grandmother taught you. Proverbs. So there are times that when you think that you can quote Proverbs, you think you are wise. But no, 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 no. It's not in the saying, but it is in the act. Is somebody here with me? Yes, so we are also not talking about sensual wisdom. It's not about academic wisdom. Praise God. It, 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 is, it is not about a demonic wisdom. But we are talking about heavenly wisdom. It is my prayer today that the heavenly wisdom of God will be embedded upon your tabernacle. In the name of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6 to 7. Paul alluded to the fact. He said that how bait we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. What a blessing. I said, what a blessing. Yeah, so this morning, in making our message so short, what is wisdom? I have given you the different kinds of wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? And this is where our key scripture comes to bear. Because we can't actually be able to understand anything if we don't take it from the perspective of how Jesus saw it. Or how Jesus explained it. Jesus, in his quest to make us understand what wisdom is, took us to the scriptures. Therefore, in Matthew 7, verse number 24 and 25, he says, Therefore, whosoever, hearing these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. A wise man. A wise man. So there's a condition. You don't just wake up and say, I'm wise. No, 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 no. In fact, you cannot even tell yourself you're wise. There's a condition that must be met. He said that whosoever heareth this saying, so number one, you must hear. Wisdom comes so when you hear, you hear, you hear, you hear. Not just anything, but what the master is saying. And again, you must also fulfill the condition of doing the things you hear. So, in fact, it is, it, is, it is nothing so difficult for anybody to complain, well, I don't have the school fees to be able to pay my way to have the qualification of wisdom. Well, uh, I, I don't know what, what it takes for me to be able to acquire wisdom. But then Jesus has made it simple and said that, well, anyone that hear what I'm saying and do with them, I liken him unto a wise man. And that wise man is a builder. In fact, we have all been called to build something. In fact, our life is, is a life of building. The journey of life is building. You see, and how you build your life determines what becomes of you. Are you understanding me? We are all building something one way or the other. It's not only projects that, yes, we are building something. Your relationship is a building. Your, I mean, your marriage is a building. How you, you, you raise your children is a building. What you do in the house of God is a building. Everything you do, even the things you say, you are building. You are building. You are building. You are building. Praise God. So we shouldn't see that, well, well if, if I'm not able to build a house or buy a house here, you don't build, you buy. <laughs> so if I'm not able to buy a house or something, then it means I'm not, no, no. Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto someone who builds. Praise God. And not just building, he's building on a rock. 
and understand who the rock is. He's building on the rock who is Jesus Christ, the foundation of our salvation. Hallelujah. I pray that somebody will be wise today. I pray that somebody will understand what it means to have wisdom. Therefore, in breaking this down, it is, it is a common knowledge that wisdom is an applied knowledge of the truth. An applied knowledge of the truth. Which means that the truth alone cannot emerge as wisdom. But then the application of it. Hearing somebody, for example, my brother here has studied to the level of a doctor's degree. And whenever I go and visit him, I will see my brother at home, not going to work. And I ask, bro, why? What are you doing? He said, oh, Charlie, me, I don't, I don't even want to work anymore. I don't want to work anymore. I said, ah, but bro, you have gone through school. You have gone through all the levels. You have passed all your exams. Now you are graduating and you say you don't want to work. It means that he has acquired wisdom. Sorry, he has acquired knowledge, but then has not been able to apply. And when a doctor, after going through seven years of education in Ghana, they go through seven years. And the doctor sits at home and not practicing. It means that he's not applying what, what he has learned. Are you understanding me? Therefore, wisdom becomes more of essence when you are applying the things you have heard, the things you know. Praise God. And it's so important that it is knowing the truth and putting the truth into practice. It is knowing the truth and putting the truth into practice. Again, it is also knowing the right thing to do from the word of God and doing it. Am I talking to somebody? Knowing the right thing to do from the word of God and doing it. In John chapter number 2 verse number 5, at the, at the marriage ceremony, Mary told the people, told the servants that whatsoever he tells you, do it. I mean, no matter, you see, in fact, last, last week, I think, um, last two weeks, Reverend was touching on it. And it doesn't make sense. It does not really make sense at all. That when we, we, are, we, are, we have run out of wine and you want to, I mean, save the situation, you ask us to gather pots and pour water. But then he says that whatsoever he tells you, do it. So you must understand that in doing, you fulfill the requirement of wisdom. Is somebody here with me? In doing, you begin to walk. You know, wisdom is not an invent. It cannot be invented by you. It cannot be invented by you. I mean, let me put it right. You cannot invent wisdom. There are some people who go like, well, so far as I can think. And so far as I can be able to be smart, you know. They think that they are the originators of wisdom. No. Wisdom can only be the application of what you have heard. The instructions that you are putting it to bear. Is somebody here with me? Am I being a blessing? Yeah. Am, I, am I fitting in the right shoes? Yeah. Oh, somebody pray for me. Is somebody here with me? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You can't intimidate me. Amen. Nikra, I don't know who that person is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Again, understand this from Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans chapter number 8 verse number 14. It says that those who are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, wisdom again is knowing the right way to go by the spirit of God and going there. Are you with me? Knowing the right place to go. The fact that you have access to every place doesn't mean it is the right place for you. Can I, can I preach? <laughs> is somebody here with me? The, the, the fact that you have access to go to certain place doesn't mean that it is the right place for you. It, is not, it may not. The Bible says that there is a way that seemed right unto a man, but the end thereof leads to death. It leads to death. 
So sometimes uh, we, 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 may, we may find ourselves doing certain things or going certain places that we feel that, well, that is where we, we, we want to be and all that. And in this place, sometimes it's hard time to, to, it's very difficult to actually instruct people to do certain things because sometimes they feel that, well, maybe you are, you are, you are, you are tempering with their, their human rights. But let me tell you, we are not, we are not people under human rights. We are children of God. Is somebody here with me? We we are not detected by the things of this world. It is the word of God that detects for us. Is somebody here with me? And where the spirit of God is leading us, he expects us to go there. Where he's not leading us, may we never find ourselves. Is somebody here with me? That shows that wisdom is at work. And I pray that wisdom will be your portion in Jesus' name. What is the foundation for wisdom? Because for such a great thing, it cannot just come. You need foundation. The Bible makes it clear in Proverbs chapter number 9 verse 10 that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. In Isaiah chapter number 33 verse number 6 makes us to understand that wisdom shall be the stability of their time. Come on, put that scripture there. Isaiah 33 verse number 6. He says that wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of our time and uh, the strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord in his treasure. The strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord. Which means that the foundation of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. And you know, sometimes when we use such terms as fear of the Lord, sometimes what's the fear of the Lord? What's the fear of the Lord? It means shunning evil. Simply put, shunning evil. Doing things that God doesn't want you to do. That is what is called the fear of the Lord. It is not any something who just eat the fear of the Lord. No, 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 no. It's shining evil. What are the things that God, if you love someone, you wouldn't do anything to hurt the person. Therefore, if you love God, there are things you will not do to make him feel sad. That is the fear of the Lord. Is somebody here with me? So everything God has said we should not do, he doesn't expect us to be doing them. When we do them, it means that we have violated. And therefore, the fear of God is not in us. And because the fear of God is not in us, it means we lack wisdom. Because wisdom teaches us to fear God, to shun evil, and to do the right thing. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the fear of the Lord will be embedded upon us. It will be the stability of our time. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody is blessed. Now how do you assess wisdom? How do you assess wisdom? If we know what wisdom is. If we know the foundation of wisdom then how do we assess it? Because I believe that now your, your appetite is so wet that this thing that pastor and uh, our daddy has been talking about, I need it by all means. I need it by all costs. Understand it, number one, I'm sharing only one with you. You assess wisdom through divine inspiration. Say divine inspiration. Oh, am I boring enough? Then say it louder. Divine inspiration. For those of you writing, it is a sudden knowledge of something never learned or acquired, given by the Holy Ghost to men. Wow. Can I come again? It is a sudden knowledge of something never learned or acquired, given by the Holy Ghost to men. What it means is that there are things that you don't need to sit in classroom to know. 
There are things in life that even your lecturer lack an idea of. There are things in life that your family, your father, your parents may not even have any idea of. There are things in life that your bosses at work may not have. But God is able to release that thing to you at the right time when that thing is needed for a specific assignment. That is divine inspiration. As a pastor, I have actually relied on God's inspiration. In fact, that is my, one, my greatest sermons are sermons I didn't prepare. And I know it happens to you more the time. I mean, you're, I mean, sermons that, I mean, spontaneously you come and then you are given opportunity and it's like, oh my God, what, what am I going to say? And all of a sudden, boom. The Holy Spirit start dropping things in your spirit. You start beginning to minister to people and you start beginning to tell things that only the wisdom of God can release. That is what we call divine inspiration. Praise God. At the exams or at the interview, they've asked you a question and you are confused as to what to say. In fact, you are, you are, you are confounded and confused to the extent that even the panel is intimidating you. And therefore, you don't know what to say. But the moment you open your mouth, you speak one word. And everybody is looking at you and I say, oh, wow, wow. And you yourself, you didn't know what you said. And you are confused and you are sitting down and you are you're like, oh, that is wisdom at work. I pray that this morning, may God release that over your life. In the name of Jesus, that divine inspiration you need. Divine inspiration. Divine inspiration. Somebody would, would, would come to you with a problem. With a challenge and uh, looking at the problem and looking at yourself and say, hey, am I the one to solve it? Why are you telling me this? Why? And it's like, have you told pastor already? He said, well, I was about to tell pastor that I thought I should discuss it with you. And then see, well, 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 then you need to go and tell pastor. Then the sister, hear me out first. The person will tell a whole lot of story and just one word will come out of your mouth and that will solve the problem. And the people, you all go to pastor and say, pastor, this is what um, 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 Sister Smith said. And for that reason, when I said it, she thinks she's okay. But we still need to come and tell you. Praise God. God has used you to solve a problem. That is wisdom at work. I pray that there is a wisdom God is giving to somebody today. That will make you prompt in your response. Come on. I feel the anointing right now. It will make you prompt in your response. It will make you prompt in your response. Let me tell you, you wouldn't have any, 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 any opportunity somewhere where you have to go and come and say, well, I don't have any idea of what you're asking me. Or let me go and refer and come back to you. But at that material moment, the Bible says uh, he will give you a marvel and a wisdom that even your adversaries cannot gain say. I pray that God is giving you one. In the name of Jesus, the same that came upon Moses. Moses, when he stood uh, before Pharaoh at that material moment, the Bible said, I have made you a God unto Pharaoh. I've made you a God unto Pharaoh. Wisdom, I pray for you that it will come by divine inspiration. I said it will come by divine inspiration. In the name of Jesus Christ, it comes to teach, it comes to convict. It comes to produce an evidence. Sometimes you, you, just, you just want to confirm whether a decision you need to take is right or not. You just need mommy. It's more or less like having to decide whether it's Fred or Yao. In fact, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are all good. They are all nice to me. Yeah, they are all spiritual. In fact, when they pray, you feel the anointing. But uh, God, why? Why? What? 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 Which one of them? Which one of them? And as you pray, as you pray, sometimes for me, what works best for me is to pray in tongues. When, 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 when I come into that that moment where I need to make a choice by all means, at that material moment where I don't need to go and come, 
the man has proposed whether you should say yes or not. And you are confused as to say, you know, but then you don't, you are not too sure. You, want, you are not too sure. You are not too sure. Wisdom will direct you. I said, wisdom will direct you. In the name of Jesus. It corrects and instructs into righteousness. What a blessing. Hallelujah. I'm stepping in the right shoes. I'm stepping in the right shoes. <laughs> I'm stepping in the right shoes. I'm stepping in the right shoes. How there are two major channels through which inspiration is released. Through major channels. One, the word of God. If you want to receive inspiration all the time, then you must make the word of God your friend or your companion every moment. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. I don't want to elaborate on that. The second channel through which inspiration is released is the voice of the spirit. There are sometimes you go like, I heard something telling me. I heard something telling me. If you are born again and the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you and you are full of the spirit, it is not something it is the voice of the spirit because the Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks all the time. Let's hear what 2 Peter 1, 20 to 21 says. 2 Peter chapter 1, 20 to 21. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit speaks. The Holy Spirit speaks. Now understand this. In all that I've said, the word of God is God's wisdom bank. I want you to take note of that. The word of God is God's wisdom bank. John chapter 1 verse number 1 to 3. In the beginning was the word. Enough of that. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24 to 25. Praise God. Now. In bringing everything to a close, one major wisdom that every child of God should walk in, I'm going to share with you in closing. Say one major wisdom. In this service, one major wisdom that every child of God, as we sit under the feet of God one wisdom that we should all walk in is how short life is on earth or the brevity of life <laughs> praise God I want to come clear one major wisdom that I'm leaving you with in this service is to understand and to know how short life is on earth. For those who are academic, the brevity of life on earth. Praise God. Join me as we read James chapter number 4. 
verse 13 to 17. James chapter number 4. He says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will what? We will go to such and such city. Spend a year there. Buy and sell and make profit. Say hooray. Is that not what life is? Ah. Charlie, but we have come to make money. Haven't we come to London or oh, sorry to England to make money and go back home? If you are if you are in Ghana and you have your relatives here, it's like they are in heaven. And everything you ask, they must be able to what? Provide. Because they, they have come to do what? To, to get money. Praise God. But if they should find opportunity to be here, then they will know that it's not easy. It is by the grace of God. Let's continue. Help me read. He said that whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, so you take a decision like, well, tomorrow I'll go here, I'll go and stay here, and then I'll work and get money and, and build and do things. He says, you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? Come on, I want everybody to do this. What is your life? Ask yourself, what is your life? Let, let's allow the word of God to preach. He said that it is it's like, it's, I'm not seeing very well from here. It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. So once you do this, do this. So he's saying that the, 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 the life that you think is yours, that you take decisions anyhow, that you think you manage your own self, it is like a vapor. I don't know. The mothers can help us. This, this place, you have what you call what, ventilator and things like that. That takes uh, the vapor and things out of the room and all that. But it vanishes like something. That is how your life is. But let's read further. Push it to verse number. It says that instead, you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Are we learning something? Yeah. All right, let's finish with the last verse. Let's finish with the last verse. Now, say that, but now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Verse 17. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is what? A sin. Amazing. I want to leave you with this wisdom. That if you don't want to accept the things we are sharing with you, understand that your life is too short for you to play with. If you cannot relate with what I'm saying, begin to think about your great-grandfather. Where are they now? Once upon a time. There are some of us, we are not privy to have our fathers alive. Where have they gone to? And now they said the average lifespan is less than 60. So, you must understand that this life is very short. It's very short. It's very short. In Job chapter 14 verse 1, the Bible says that, I love that son, you are doing well. He said that man that is born of a woman is of few days. Am, am I speaking to people here? Am I boring? Okay, okay, okay. And full of trouble. Even your little days, the Bible says it is also full of what? Troubles. Therefore, 
what did David tells us in Psalm 90 verse 12 he said that so teach us come on am I speaking to somebody Psalm 90 verse number 2 12 sorry so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom life is short life is short hence life should not be wasted because death is very close no, no matter how young you think you are death is still close hence man has a very short life on earth and a lot, very long eternity therefore don't waste it look at somebody and say don't waste your life have wisdom I know such messages make you feel a little bit you know because nobody wants to hear death but it's a reality it's a reality it's a reality now having known this wisdom of the brevity of life the question is what am I to use my life for write it and let's share and let me conclude what am I to use my life for because the wisdom is that life is too short therefore I must not waste it if I shouldn't waste my life then what should I use my life for number one Help me with the screen. John 4, 32 to 36. Number one, do the work and the will of God. If you don't want to waste your time, do the work and the will of God. What did Jesus say? But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Push it. Jesus said to them, I want everybody to read with me. Go. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Wisdom always teaches us to do something and to finish it. Whatever you start and you are not able to finish doesn't make you wise. Because Jesus in his writings that whosoever will want to build a tower will not calculate how much it will go into it. Will not consider. Because when he starts and he's not able to finish it, people will mock him. They will laugh at him. Listen, life is short and God doesn't want you to waste that life. Jesus understood that his life on earth was too short. If even 70, 80, 90, we call it short, then Jesus one day it was too short. He knew it. it. It was too short. And therefore, when the disciple thought that he was going to find something to eat because he was coming from a revival, a meeting, and then he asked the disciple that go and find something for me, for, for us to eat. They themselves said, well, we are going to find something. Then when they came, Jesus was sitting down with this woman issues a tell somebody a so they, they, they were like wow has this guy got something to eat ah so he had food and he still wanted us to go and get food but in in truth and in reality Jesus had not eaten but then he said my food is to 
do the will of him that sent me. Which means my satisfaction. The, 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 the thing that gives me satisfaction is to do the will. You know, so long as there's work to do, it brings me satisfaction. So long as there's something to be done in the house of God, so long as I am expected to do something, oh my God, I must not look for my own satisfaction. I must not seek for my own good, but to do the will of him that has. How many of you believe that Jesus, God has called you for a specific purpose in this house? God has called you to do something in this house. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The things that you are doing that, that you think is nothing. God has called you to fulfill your mandate here. So number one, if you don't want to waste your life, number one, do the work and the will of God. Because that is what Jesus did. Is to do the work of him that sent me. Number two, Matthew 24 verse 44. I must be ready all the time. You must be ready all the time. You must be ready all the time. This is one of my favorite scriptures of all. He said that therefore you also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not what? Expect. We are living in the days where today's Christian has taken everything for granted. We are at ease. The Bible says that woe unto him, unto them who are at ease in Zion. Tomorrow we will do it. Oh, after all, if we are not there, others will do it. No. You must be ready. You must be in season and out of season. When, when, when God is looking for somebody at a time where the service is starting, you must be the one God will see. If God is looking for one person who will be at the gate to welcome people even 30 minutes before time, May you be the one. If God is looking for somebody, how lovely, I mean, I saw the singer singing and all that. You could realize that there is passion within. You could realize that they are giving out their all. If God is looking out for somebody to do something in the house of our Lord, will you be ready? Would you also be ready for his coming? Because I want you to understand sooner than later, the one who ascended will descend and he will come back and he is going to take his own. And I pray that when that day comes, may you also be ready because wisdom was at work. What a blessing. Number three, give, I must give myself wholly to God and to his work. I must give myself wholly to God and to his work. If I don't want to waste my life, then I must give whatever I'm doing is good. But listen, I must give myself holy. 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 Not something. Not halfway. Holy. Everybody say holy. Oh. John chapter number 4 verse number 34 to 36. We've already read. Go to John chapter 9 verse number 4. John chapter number 9 verse 4. The Bible says that I must work the works of him who sent me whilst it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. I want you to understand that now is your best season to do something for God. Now you can stand tall. You, you have the strength. You have the energy. You have the time. You have everything to put yourself into the things of God. Jesus understood it and said that well, whilst it is day, while this is day, while I have the energy, whilst I have the strength, gone were the days my father used to tell a story of this um, one of the big says. Um, is it Pauli? Pauli or so? 
Do you know that Pauli, just before he died, is when he gave his life to Jesus after many years of politics. And at that time, my daddy was at the Bible school in Christian Service College and he came to deliver a message after he was converted. And as the man was speaking, he was crying. He was crying. He looked at the young, energetic guys who were now going through Bible school. Then the man started weeping and was crying. And he asked them that, you don't know why I'm weeping and crying, but I wish I knew what you know today. I wish I can do the things you can do today. I wish I have the strength and the energy to be able to do the things that you are doing. Beloved, I want you to understand time is of an essence and time is not waiting for you. If there is something you need to do for God, this is it. And this is the time. It is wisdom. Daddy, I know I'm boring. I know. I know I'm boring now. But this is wisdom. Don't. Please look at me. Don't waste your life. With things that are not important. Don't waste your. Listen. Everything you think you are enjoying. The Bible says they will pass away. But only one thing that will remain forever. That is the word of God. What a blessing. Hallelujah. Then finally. I must be thankful. If you don't want to waste your life, then appreciate everything around you. Appreciate the relationship God has given you. Appreciate every blessing. Let him know that he is the reason behind every good thing in your life. Don't be ungrateful. Especially to people who have been so good to you. Appreciate. Psalm number 92 verse number 1 and 2. Psalm number 92 verse number 1 it says that it is good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Are you putting it there? It is a good, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises unto your name O most high. The verse to say to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. It is good to give thanks. Take time to appreciate things that God is doing in your life. The relationships that God has given you. The good church, the good pastor and shepherds God has given you. The, the children that God has given you. Every blessing, I want you to take time to thank God for it. Thanksgiving is an application for more. Anytime you thank God, you open up for more. And it is wisdom to do that. What a blessing. When I do all this, what do I stand to gain? What will be my reward? Pastor, you talked about wisdom. You have given me one of the major wisdoms in life. When I do all that you have said, what do I stand to gain? Luke 18, 29 to 30, that is my last scripture. Luke 18, 29 to 30. He says, so he said to them, let's start from verse number 28. Let's start from 28. Let's understand. Yes. Then Peter said, See, we have left all and followed thee. Sometimes the question we ask ourselves is that, well, it is wisdom to 
understand the brevity of time. Therefore, if I don't want to waste my time, I should serve God. I should do the things of God and then all that. What am I going to eat? Should I leave my job or what? And if we, 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 we stop doing all this and, and we, we, we serve God, what do we get? It's the same question Peter asked. So Jesus answered and said, Surely I say to you, who is speaking here? Now, do you believe in the words of Jesus? I said to you, there is no one, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God push it. Who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. In other words, whatever we left, God is able to give us more including eternal life. That is so important this morning I don't I know by the spirit of God at least there's something you have heard today and it is my prayer that throughout this month the wisdom of God will be your portion 